Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms. If you've read The Unhurried Homeschooler and enjoyed it, I really wanna encourage you to check out the four-hour school day because it's like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler. You can find all three of those books at Amazon. You can find them at my website, dorendawilson.com, and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I mentioned. I also want to let you know that I have an online mentoring course. And in this budget-friendly mentoring course, I encourage moms to simplify, slow down, and enjoy their homeschool days with confidence and courage. This online mentoring course will include workshops that help moms grasp what unhurried homeschooling looks like during each of their children's developmental stages, along with lists of resources that I've found helpful over the years. The videos can be watched whenever it works for you. The course also includes extra workshops on mom self-care and nurturing your marriage throughout the homeschool years. I really encourage you to check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes, or you can just go to theunhurriedhomeschooler.thinkific.com. Well, I know I'm not the first person or the only person who has has experienced pain or loss and then had to try to process that through the holidays. Back in 2013, many of you know, we um, unexpectedly lost our first grandson. Um, He was uh, stillborn and not something any of us anticipated. It was very, very much a surprise. Um, And uh, it was it was heavy. It was heavy, and it happened uh, October third, and so of course it was just uh, several weeks after that that we went into the holidays. And I remember just feeling the weight of that grief and that loss, and um, just really feeling the Lord saying, "You need to give yourself margin and a lot of space um, to to walk through this season and grieve along the way." And so, um, and there was just. There's just so much, um, and, and it's such a different journey for each person. Uh, but I am really grateful today because Nikki Dutton is joining us. Um, she's going to be talking with us uh, about um, processing grief or loss through the holidays. But before um, I have her jump in, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on her. She was uh, on an episode a few weeks ago where we talked about practicing gratitude, simple ways to practice gratitude. And so if you uh, didn't listen to that, you would have might have no idea who she is. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a little background on her. Uh, Nikki is the host of uh, the, the More with Nikki Dutton podcast. And we know each other because my son Luke does her, her sound editing. And, um, and then Luke's wife, Julia, is a friend also of Nikki's. She works full-time for an anti-human trafficking organization called A21. And then in 2019, her husband, Scott, 
uh, and her, they actually quit their jobs in Georgia, moved across the country to California so that she could volunteer with A21. And Nikki is a people lover, and I can totally relate to that. Um, but this led into the launch of her podcast, More with Nikki Dutton in 2020, and she's just kicking off season three. And then outside of those things, Nikki enjoys spending time with her husband, Scott, and their dog, Scout, and cat, Trooper, who have been along for the ride during their adventures over the last four years. And, uh, she told me before in the last podcast, she shared that we, she's actually moved a few more times since then and landed back in Georgia. So she has come back from California since and <laughs> is now back in her home state of Georgia. Uh, Nikki, welcome. We're so thankful you're here today. Hi, thank you for having me back. I'm so honored to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about this. You know, we, we you and I had a, kind of an ongoing discussion about what kinds of topics would we want to cover that we think would be a blessing to the moms uh, in my audience. And um, the simple tips for practicing gratitude, I think, was um, was such a good choice, um, especially for the month of November. Um, but then also, we... we touched on this and I think it, this both resonated resonated with both of us and that's that processing change or loss during the holidays because we both have experience with this and so I shared a little bit of one particular uh, time in my life when I was processing grief and loss during the holidays and so I know that you have quite a bit on your heart mm -hmm. to share uh, when it comes to this topic and so I would just love for you to dive in and share your heart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing I would say is if there's someone who's tuned into this episode because of the title specifically, if it mm -hmm. speaks to where you're at, I mean, my heart is with you. Mm -hmm. I can resonate with that. And uh, I understand some of the hesitation and the trepidation going into the most wonderful time of the year when you know that you're carrying big feelings of change mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. loss. And I think back to probably the most significant uh, situation in my life so far where I've seen these two things go hand in hand. And that was actually when my husband Scott and I were engaged and we were a couple months out from our wedding when it felt like the bottom totally fell out in my family. There was just so much going on, more than I had ever experienced in my family before. There were health problems, there were relational things, there was just a lot. And it was this this challenge because we're, you know, engaged and we're getting ready for the best day of your life. And it's, but also life is happening and things mm -hmm. are hard and there are challenges. And I remember on our wedding day, I woke up and my bridesmaids came in and there was all this fun and confetti and all these fun things. And then they were like, but we do also have some news. And, and that was that my dad would not be joining us that day due to his health and him mm -hmm. needing to be in the hospital. And so I remember even walking through minute by minute, hour by hour of that day and holding both of these things in each hand. I was holding mm. this joy and this celebration and this excitement in one hand and I'm fully in it, but then also fully feeling this, this loss and this sadness and this grief. And a month after we got married, my dad did pass. And mm. so then that newlywed season was filled with grief, this mix mm -hmm. of grief and this mix of joy. And so I can say, unfortunately, I do have some experience with holding both of those things in each hand. And I don't think that it has made me an expert at all, 
But there are some things that I have learned so far that have been helpful. And I found it especially helpful for my heart when it comes to this season, because I feel that same tension when I'm coming into the holidays and I have so much hope and expectation Mm -hmm. for what the holidays are going to look like. And I I have this picture in my mind, this Hallmark movie, you know, of how beautiful it's going to be and how fun (laughs) and warm, but life is happening. And so sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. You know, all the kids so. get chicken pox or, yeah. you know, which in our house, anytime there was an illness, it was just this, this ripple effect. You know, you knew you were probably going to be in this for a few weeks oh <laughs> by the time gosh. it went through everyone. Unfortunately, that that's not how it happened with chicken pox, but you know, it's things like that, that can definitely yes. um, just broadside us. And, yes. um, and it's just, it's something definitely that we need to acknowledge and navigate. Yes, completely. And it could be that loss or grief, that very Mm -hmm. visceral, very literal, you've lost someone, you've had a death of a loved one, or the loss of a friendship or a job or financial changes. Maybe your relationship with your in-laws is just difficult. I mean, that's very real and you don't feel comfortable when you're there. That can be very, very real. And so maybe you're tuning in and you, you resonate with the loss or the grief, but also Maybe you're tuning in and you're hearing this and it's not loss or grief, it's change. There's just Mm -hmm. been a lot of things that have changed Mm -hmm. since November, December of last year. It could be that life just looks different or that you're in a new house or a new neighborhood or a new city or you're on a new team or your family looks different. Maybe your son or daughter has gotten married and so the holidays are looking different this year for the first time. And Mm -hmm. I actually had the opportunity, I got my master's in evangelism and leadership through Wheaton. And in one of my grad school courses, it was a class on organizational change and leadership. I learned that loss is actually one of the very first feelings associated with any sort of change. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a good change, Mm -hmm. you can still feel a sense of loss of the way that things were. Right. And of course, the bad change can bring that up as well. Right. And I, you know, when we lost our grandson, the one thing that I discovered in that process was that grief and, and loss and grief, they're not, they're not very different. I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. But what I was able to identify it as is a period of adjustment from what you yes. thought was going to be to what actually is. And so that middle part where you're grieving, you're feeling that loss, that's a letting go of what you had envisioned or what you thought or what you anticipated versus what is actually your reality, which you can see in front of you. This is my reality. Um, And that's a, there's, there is a space there where, where that's happening. And I do feel like that is such a huge part of grief. For me, it was, it was embracing this, this reality that we weren't going to have um, that grandson at Christmas time. Um, it was, and we would never have him at Christmas time. Um, another part of that adjustment for us was um, was that this was part of our story. Now, this was part of our family story. This isn't something I would have chosen, you know. But God is sovereign, and I knew that, and I knew that He was not just sovereign, but He's also good. And that there was something in all of this. There would, there would be, there was redemption because Jesus was there. And in the midst of that grief and that loss, we could still have joy. We, like you said, they can coexist. Grief and joy can coexist. So we don't need to feel guilty for feeling joy if we are grieving right now. 
Completely. I, mean, to, I, I think you know, that permission's important. Absolutely. I remember even in the hospital room, um, after the, you know, the baby was born, we had found out the day before that he had passed and then he was born the next morning. Um, but we were laughing and talking and just, I, it was not at all what I would have ever imagined that situation to be like. Um, and then we would be crying the next minute, like grieving in our gut, you know? So it was just so many different emotions, but not feeling like you have to feel a certain way. I think that's a huge mistake a lot of people make. It's like, I should feel this way. No, <laughs> that's not how this works. You know, I noticed that the the grief um, it came in waves. It was, it was, you know, you would have this this wave of grieving and then you, I would just, you know, cry to my, just the very core of my being. And then I'd take a deep breath and then I would move on and, you know, and I could feel joy in the next moment and I didn't need to feel guilty for that. And so I think that's one thing that was something that really stood out to me in that process was recognizing that I was going to have to adjust from what I thought things were going to be to what they really were, what I thought our family's story would be to what it actually was going to be and accepting that that acceptance I think was was a huge part of that process as well oh, so yeah. I, and you I can't mean, hurry that stuff you no, know you can't and I just yes and amen everything that you said I think that it's so spot on and for anyone that's listening to this right now I mean I think it is important to take a beat and to take a little mm-hmm. bit of a pause mm-hmm. and wherever you're at, whether you're listening in the car or on your AirPods while you clean or prepping dinner, just take a moment to identify what season you and your family are in mm-hmm. as you walk into the holidays. What mm. does life look like? I mean, try to put some words or some descriptions. I have a friend who she's very visual, so she can describe it almost like a picture instead mm-hmm. of like in words, whatever that looks like for you and your family. Have there been changes in the last year? Where are you at? And then second, if you have the time right now, you can even hit pause and then rejoin mm-hmm. in the next minute or two. But jot down how you are hoping this holiday season will look like. Like you just Mm. said, Dorinda, having Mm -hmm. that picture for what you are expecting for this season. It can be really simple and tangible. Like, oh, I want to go to this light show or I want to have this dinner, this part of our meal. Or it could be more overarching. Like I'm really hoping for peace and unity. I need a fresh start this time Mm -hmm. of year. So Mm -hmm. I think both of those things are really important for anyone, any mom, any woman that's listening right now to locate where you're at in this season. Where are you at with your family as you head into this time? And then Mm -hmm. what are you hoping for out of this holiday season? Yeah, and I, I agree. And I think that once you've recognized that, Bring it before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Offer it to Him as an offering. And, you know, He says when we when we bring our offerings to Him, they're like a sweet incense to Him. And He wants us to lay those things at, at His feet and just tell Him your desires. Tell Him what you're hoping for. And maybe pray for eyes to see and ears to hear what He's giving back to you. Because whatever He chooses to give is the very, very best for us. And so um, that's really good. I love that idea of stopping and just acknowledging kind of what you're hoping for. And then, like you said, bringing it before the Lord. 
Yes, and, and I'm, I'm with you in that. I would be the woman who would be tuning into this podcast based just on the title because mm. for me right now, I feel this in my mm. own gut. My husband, Scott, and I are going into this holiday season holding our own set of grief. We had started our process of wanting to have kids this year, and it's looked really differently than we expected. We mm. lost our first pregnancy early on this year in the spring, and then actually we lost our second pregnancy just here in the last few weeks. Mm. And I'm both so of those are so fresh. Mm. And so when you're talking about moving into a season and recognizing I would have been at this point in my pregnancy or the due date would have been at this point or we would have had them in the world right now for this part of the holidays. That's Mm -hmm. so real for us. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. why I say my heart especially goes out to any moms who are going into the season and you're missing one of those children. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's through stillbirth, miscarriage, or whatever situation, Mm -hmm. my heart is with you in Mm -hmm. a very knowing kind of way. Mm -hmm. And it's a club none of us want to be a part of. It's a really awful club. (laughs) Yes, I'm part of that club too. I had five miscarriages. And Mm -hmm. um, yes, you do definitely go through that, you know, oh, I would have been holding that baby right now. And then just, you know, and it can be, you know, that whole, what, seven, eight months later, and you find yourself in a puddle. Um, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, I just, we don't need to feel bad for that. Um, I think it's so important for us to also just remember that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. It's something we can be grateful for in those situations. There is no place that we can go that God isn't there. And I yeah. think it's so important for us to recognize that. Because I think sometimes the enemy deceives us into thinking, oh, this dark place, God, because it's dark, and it's yucky. We just think, oh, God wouldn't want to be here. Like, who? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. So why would God want to be here? But he says he would never, he will never leave us or forsake us. And it's, it's not, it's not, it's, he, I think he grieves with us. I think he understands, um, but he can shoulder it. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of other humans, <laughs> not other humans, human beings are not God. And they they have a hard time shouldering that. And so sometimes um, I think, I don't know if you've had this experience, but in your grief, you can sometimes, uh, when you share that grief with someone else, they get so upset that you end up having to <laughs> yes. like comfort them. And you're thinking, <laughs> yes. what is happening here? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so For just sure. because they don't understand how to respond. And so yeah. I mean, we just have to be gracious and and be understanding with that. But God does understand. He understands it completely. And uh, he can sympathize with us and he empathizes and he's with us and he strengthens us and he gives us grace to walk through it. And that's, you know, just the wonderful thing about being a believer in the midst of circumstances like those. Yeah, along those lines, I mean, there are a few things that have been those life rafts for me right Mm -hmm. now, literally this day, right now in this Mm -hmm. season of my own grief and just processing. And one of those has been, one of those life rafts has been that God has present day promises for me Mm -hmm. and for you, for Mm -hmm. us. I mean, we're in this, this sadness or this change or this uncertainty right now. But we have the promise that the Holy Spirit, our comforter, is with us. We Mm. have the promise that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We have the promise that He will continue the good work that He started in us and that He is the God who sees us Mm. in the midst, in the middle, in the very darkest, deepest, 
most difficult places, He sees us. And what helps me in these times is I have been reading my Bible for many years, but those those promises can sometimes start to fade in my memory. And so what's helpful for me at times like this is almost to go back and rediscover those promises. And sometimes it's as simple as Googling Bible verses of encouragement or mm-hmm. Bible verses for people who have lost someone. I mean, it can be so simple and that just gives me a list and then I can flip to it in my Bible. You don't have to beat yourself up for not being a Bible scholar at this time. Like it is okay to rediscover those promises exactly. and then to figure out how that speaks to your situation at this time. Right. And those are the times um, throughout my life where I have done just that, that I have actually and, and done that over and over and over again, that now I am very familiar with God's word. Because yes. somehow when we connect those things to real life things that are happening to us, they're cemented in our yes. souls because they are so meaningful and practical and you know so applicable in that moment. Um, and so that's a wonderful way to get to know God's word. And you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, that passage that talks about where Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, um, and you know you will find rest for your souls. Basically, take my yoke upon me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and uh, gentle in heart and you will find rest for your souls. And what he's saying there is he is promising to carry the heaviest part of the load. We don't yeah. carry this load of grief and loss alone ever. And I think that's just so important to remember. Yes. And from that place of remembering that we don't carry this alone and that we have a God who understands and is with us, that allows us to give ourselves permission to be how we are. (laughs) Be human. (laughs) Yeah. You can be human. I can be human. And for you and I to be honest with our trusted people about this is how I'm doing and mm-hmm. this, it may not be pretty. It may not look like the perfect Christmas card or whatever, but I, I'm i feeling this way and I have to let people know, my mm-hmm. trusted people, that this is what I need help with right, right. now. These are right. things that I need and I know that it's a season of giving and celebrating and it can be that too, but it's okay for us to say, I'm just having a hard morning or I'm right. not doing well this evening. I really need your prayer. I really need someone to just come sit with me. Uh, those things are so, so valuable and allowed. And it makes me think of the story in Exodus 17, where when Moses was holding his hands up on behalf of the army fighting a battle, Aaron and her helped come under him and hold his arms up when he was starting to grow tired. It is okay for us to receive help from other people, even though it's this time of year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we forget the joy that that brings other people to be able to give in that way, in such a meaningful way. Um, so much of our world and our culture is surface. And, you know, so when we as believers can do what you were just saying, holding up each other's arms, that's a privilege and that's an honor, um, you know, for us to be able to do that. So don't think that you're just being selfish and just a taker. You are participating in the community of the body of Christ. This is what we're, this is what we're about. We are about sitting with each other in that grief. I remember when, um, when we had just lost our, our grandson and my 
husband went to go pick up our kids from the homeschool co-op. And we had a dear friend just walk up and she just looked at him and she said, I, ha- I have no words. I-, I don't know what to say, except, you know, I, I just want to give you a hug. And he said, that is all I need. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect for that moment. She wasn't trying to be, you know, anything other than just honest and loving and supportive in the way that she knew how. And um, I think if you're listening and maybe you're not going through pain or loss or grief, but you know somebody who is, I think these things that Nikki is mentioning um, in terms of these are practical things we can do to walk alongside those who are, um, you know, experiencing pain or loss through the holidays. So I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's to me. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode (laughs) over and over because I need it Mm. right now in a very real way. Mm. And I think even that big reminder that, it is okay and it's normal to know that that joy and that pain can coexist, that we're right. holding joy in one hand and we're holding pain in the other. That is healthy. That's mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. That's expected for us who are experiencing this change and this loss at this time. So there's no guilt needed for feeling, for laughing or for right. losing yourself in a Christmas movie, for enjoying mm. a holiday party. I love that you said that even in that moment of loss, you guys found yourself laughing, which feels foreign. It feels not allowed, but that's okay. And again, there's no guilt or shame if you're upset and if the tears just start falling or you Mm -hmm. don't feel like putting on a happy face. Like that is okay. Both of those things are allowed to coexist. Right, right. Sometimes we get preoccupied with everyone else's comfort. Yes. At the cost of... um, you know, just being real and 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 being raw and vulnerable with others. I think that that's that's something that we could use more of in the body of Christ mm-hmm. for sure, because that's how we're all going to learn to walk through those things with each other. Is to just be okay with being in the mess with each other. Yes, yes, and my last bit of encouragement really goes to the women who are with me, who Mm -hmm. are in some season of loss or some season of grief at this time. And this word is for me and it's for you. And it's that we get to keep our hopes up. It feels Mm -hmm. unnatural to do so. But the way that we can do that, the reason that we can do that is because the fact that we're still breathing on this side of eternity means that we're still in the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the end of the story yet. And that is a word mm-hmm. for me. If no mm-hmm. one hears it, mm-hmm. that is just a word from no, God that is awesome. for me. And this season, Christmas reminds us that we have a God who operates in the miraculous. The very fact that there was a child born God, 100% man, born to this virgin, Mary. That Mm -hmm. is a miracle. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he keeps his promises generations later, that is a miracle. Our God is good, and he's humble, and he's present, and that's exactly what this season reminds us. And so Mm -hmm. for me and for you, we're still in the middle of our story, which means we get to keep our hopes up Mm -hmm. because our hopes are set on a God who does not fail Mm -hmm. and who has given us countless examples of how he works in miraculous and unexpected ways. Mm, I love that. Yes, the story is not over. Keep those words in your heart and mind as you're walking through. Yeah. And I would say too, just kind of at the end here, I would love just to speak a final word of encouragement. Just Mm -hmm. 
to anyone who's tuning in right now. Um, it's going to come in the form of a half prayer, half blessing. Mm. Uh, but before I jump into that, I do want to recommend one book that has been a, a resource for me as well. It's called Liturgies for Hope, 60 Prayers for the Highs, the Lows, and Everything in Between. Mm. That has been a really helpful book for me. It has liturgies of words like for those who haven't belly laughed often or for those who are working the night shift, that can be a really, really encouraging resource to mm. you. And so I would love just to kind of bring our time to a close through just this prayer and this blessing over you. I would love that. Lord, we come to you with expectation, an expectation that we know that you are good. We expect you to be good and we can trust that you are we come with hope, knowing that we are in the middle of the story, and we come with honesty, that things are just hard right now. And we place those in your hands, and we lay them down at your feet, and we trust you with those very real and those very raw thoughts. And I just speak blessing over any woman listening right now who is grieving I just ask that you would multiply her home a hundredfold in whatever way that looks like for her. Mm -hmm. God, I speak blessing over any woman who is in a season of change. I just pray that you will root her feet and you will help her to find her place. I just pray blessing over any person who is listening that just feels frazzled and just feels not their best version of themselves going into this holiday season. I just ask that you would give them and supply every need that they have in Christ Jesus through the help of the Holy Spirit. And we just open our hands and we receive your blessing for us, God, and for our families and for our neighborhoods, our cities, and for all the generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 